get it. And I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my Liberty Outdoors lightweight towable trailers. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, girl camping ambassador, blogger, adventurist, and podcaster. And this is a mini episode of Girl Camper the Podcast. We are on sabbatical for the month of September, but we'll be back in October with our full-length program. In the meantime, I have a mini-podcast for you today, and my guest on this mini-podcast is Gail Babel, camp host at Beaver Creek State Park. Gail recently finished her naturalist program and as a final project did a paper on the Leave No Trace program. I always thought this program was simply take out whatever you bring in. But Gail was sharing with us on campsite last night all about this program, and I'm happy to welcome her here today to share the seven components of the Leave No Trace program. Gail, welcome. Thank you, Janine. I'm glad to be here. So that was kind of fun last night, sitting around the fire, because it made me feel better to know that I'm not the only one that thought Leave No Trace was simply whatever you bring in, you make sure you take out with you. And I've always thought I faithfully practiced that, but you were sharing with us last night the research you did um, on this when you wrote your final paper for your um, naturalization certificate from Ohio State. And I I would like you to share with everybody what we were all learning last night. So what are the seven components of the Leave No Trace program? Well, the Leave No Trace program has very good principles for camping so that you don't damage the area that you're camping in. So the first principle is to plan ahead and be prepared. So if you're going camping that weekend, know what the weather is going to be. If it is going to rain very hard and you're in an area with a lot of water, you need to know that there's a chance that you could be flooding. So plan ahead. Don't unhook your camper. Be hooked up. Be ready to pull out. Because we've all seen, on uh, even on girl camper sites, where, mm-hmm. where women have gotten their whole campers flooded and they lose their camper. Or you'll see a camper floating down the river because the people haven't been able to get out to safety. Or, you know what happened to us in Waxahachie? We knew it was going to rain. Nobody moved their camper. We really didn't realize we were on low ground. And everybody was flooded midway up their tires. It receded, but when we pulled out of our campsites, we really damaged the grass and the turf and everything. Right. So you just get swamped in there. Okay, so the first one would be to just know ahead of time what kind of weather you're heading into and be prepared in that way so so as not to cause damage to the property. Exactly. And I always make sure as a campus that I go, when I know that bad weather is coming in, I'm usually let know that we're, we're getting a, a severe storm. I go let the tent campers know. You know, you might want to batten down the hatches, get in your cars, take the tents down because you mm-hmm. might not be able to do it later. You might lose everything. Okay. You know, they might blow okay. away. Second principle is to make sure that you stay on the durable surfaces. Uh, When you're pulling into your campsite, you usually have a blacktopped area or a gravel area. Don't put your camper off that site because if you go into the grass area, you're going to damage the grass. You're going to create ruts and all sorts of problems for the people that have to maintain the campground. Um, You may not be able to get out. Then you've got to get a tow truck in to take care of that. 
Um, some of the other things that you don't want to damage is like moving your picnic table, moving your fire rings. Um, moving your fire rings causes a lot of damage to the turf. So people do that all the time, don't mm -hmm. they? Yes, they do. So you've been a camp host for years. How frequently do you see that happen? Every time I clean the campground. Can I tell you that time. when I pulled in here, I thought, i got to move my picnic table. I don't like where... You know, and, I, and I, picnic, I never knew that. Yeah, the picnic table isn't so bad, but the fire wings really cause a lot of damage. And then the camp host needs to dig up all that soot and, you know, burn debris and get it back out of the way. Get the camp fire ring back to where it belongs. Because you've left charcoal and exactly, all kinds of stuff yeah, in a new area now. And then the grass doesn't want to grow back there for a long time because it's caused so much damage. And if everybody did that, each campsite would have these little round circles all exactly, over. Exactly, and it does happen. Okay, all yeah. right, that's good. So the third thing, that I, and that's the thing that bothers me the most, is dis disposing of waste properly. Um, I ha we, have, we have some camping areas that are pretty primitive here. People will go to the bathroom in, you know, not too far from their campsite, leave toilet paper and human debris everywhere. And that's mm. really something I don't want to walk in, and neither does any other camper. So make sure you take care of it. Cigarettes are the death of me. Oh my goodness. Mm. Cigarettes are just everywhere and cigarettes never deteriorate. They, yeah. you know, the filter does not ever go away. So as a camp host, I have to pick it out of the fire rings. You might think that you're doing the right thing by tossing it into the fire, but you're not, you know. Okay. And I can remember Stephanie saying one time that one of her kids picked the cigarette out of the fire ring and put it in its mouth. Ooh. You know, so that's just, yeah. make sure you pick everything up. Don't, if you use aluminum foil, Please put it in the trash. Don't put it in your fire ring. It never burns up. So let's talk about the fire ring for a minute because I've seen this so many times. People treat the fire ring like it's a garbage can. Exactly. You know, don't burn your diapers in the fire ring. They're not going to dispose of property. You know, what happens is the, the the things that are inside the diaper that suck up water just kind of explode everywhere. Oh, And it wow. makes a horrible mess. Yeah. And, you know, and someone's got to clean it up. And usually your camp host is a volunteer and they have to clean it up. And I can't even imagine that there's someone who thought putting a used diaper in the fire pit was a good idea. It happens all the time. Yeah. Well, as a camp host, you know, your job description is would be to tidy up the site, take people's money, make sure people are on the right site. It really doesn't include cleaning up from a camp out that somebody has. Yeah. So when you say clean the fire pit, it's any little pieces of unburned logs that are in there, not people's garbage, not right. beer bottles. Exactly. Yeah. Broken glass is a really big problem. The top, the metal tops, you know, they'll smash their cans, throw them in the fire ring. They're, those things are never going to burn. Okay, so people use the fire pit as a garbage can, right. and then you have to come and clean that up. Yep. Our fourth trace is to leave here what you find. If you are hiking on the trails in the campground, or there are pine trees on your site, the pine cones are falling on the ground, there are wildflowers, there are mushrooms, do not pick those things. It is against the state law to pick the things in the campground. You cannot even pick up bird feathers and take them. Is that only in Ohio? Is no, that everywhere? It's everywhere. Any wildlife is protected in a state park, a national park. You just can't take those things. Um, even birds nest in your own property. I don't even believe that you're allowed to keep. I, I am guilty of so many of those things. I always pick up pine cones, mm -hmm. and I use them as a starter. I use exactly. them, yeah, I use them yeah. as a fire starter. Sometimes I take them home, and if they're pretty, I put them in a jar. Yeah. So if they're still attached to a branch, it's a real treasure. <laughs> well, and the reason for leaving them here is they're full of seeds. Oh, and yeah, that makes sense. They're going to reseed this forest that you're in. Yeah. Okay, so I have taken pine cones. I have taken feathers. Um, what else did you say? 
Um, mushrooms. You no, not yeah. guilty of that. Yeah. That doesn't. Wildflowers. Yeah, people pick the wildflowers here in the park all the time. You are not allowed. Okay. Yeah. Now you told me something earlier about um, the the feathers, like an eagle feather. Mm -hmm. Share about the eagle feathers. The eagle, I never knew this. Yeah. The 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 bald eagle is protected here in the United States. No one is allowed to have parts, any parts of the bald eagle, except for Native Americans. Mm -hmm. um, if you find a dead bald eagle, they have to be turned into uh, the Department of Natural Resources. They then package the eagle properly, and it gets sent to the Indian reservations, and they use them for their headdresses. But they are the only Americans allowed to have the eagle feathers. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, so because it's sacred to them. Exactly. Yeah, and it is protected. All right, so there's a new one. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That, that was four. What, what's number five? Okay, number five is to minif minimize your campfire impact, and that's what we were just talking about before. If your firing is in a specific area, don't pick it up and move it somewhere else. You already have a burned-out area. You don't want to create another burned-out area, especially if you're hiking. Like, if you were hiking the AT, and everybody who hiked the AT started a fire in a different area all the time, mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of damage, especially right off the trails. So, you know, if you see an area that's already had a fire, burn there or burn in, you know, they make all the Coleman stoves and things that mm -hmm. aren't going to cause a burned area on the mm -hmm. ground. But campfires do cause a lot of damage to the wildlife. Okay, so the minimum impact on your campsite would be primarily the fire ring. Is there anything else, though, that people do on their campsite itself? Like if you were hiking in the woods, and I know when my son through hiked the Appalachian Trail, they have the lean-tos because they really don't want to encourage people to go off the trail mm -hmm. because when you're creating a new trail, you're damaging branches and trees and you're disturbing nests and um, the habitats without realizing mm -hmm. it. Um, they don't want people to get lost, but they also don't want the undergrowth to be matted down exactly. and things like that. And they even tell you, um, don't go real far off the trail to use the bathroom, but do make sure you bury what you've used. Mm -hmm. um, don't leave the toilet paper laying on the ground. Bury it. You know, mm -hmm. don't cause don't cause an impact. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. I can live with all of those. <laughs> all right. Number six is to respect the wildlife. And people think, oh, look at that cute little chipmunk. And they terrorize it. Or look at that squirrel. Or they want to feed or it. Or, I, yes, I, I'll feed the animal. And you saw the videos just on Facebook with the guy taunting the buffalo. I mean, how stupid was that? That was so dumb. It, Wayne and I were in Yellowstone National Park, and we saw a lady take her kids right up in front of a big bull elk and take their picture. He had the biggest rack. I mean, all he had to do was stand up, and those kids were history. Oh, my gosh. You know, just, That's just so... don't mess with the wildlife. They're not pets. Exactly. And even be respectful of the wildlife, and don't you leave your trash outside. Don't leave your garbage outside. Don't mm -hmm. leave food out on your picnic table. You know, don't don't leave anything that's not natural to that animal. Okay. You know, so be kind to it. Okay. Because we're, we're visitors in their world. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Animal respect. Exactly. All right, so that's six. Now, what is number seven? Okay, well, I have one more thing to go on to six. Okay. So many people bring their dogs to the campground. The dogs see a squirrel, what's it going to do? Make sure your dog's controlled. Make sure it's on a leash and it's mm -hmm. not running loose. I had a family last weekend whose dog ran loose the whole weekend, and I kept telling them, your dog has to be tied up. They finally got really mad at me, and they left. But, mm. you know, for the protection of it, it was a pit bull. And, you know, they told me it was a very nice dog, and that's okay. But you just never know, you know, a child taunting that dog. 
what the dog's going to do. Everybody thinks their dog is the best dog. Exactly. Just like everyone thinks their kid is the best kid. <laughs> right. But as far as respecting wildlife, you know, that dog, its natural instinct is going to take off after a squirrel. Of course. Take off after a fox, you know, whatever mm-hmm. comes into the campground. Even my so. dog, who is the best dog in the world, <laughs> takes off after squirrels <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and rabbits. Yep. Well, number seven is to be considered considerate of the other campers. And that is probably my most difficult thing to deal with. And this is actually part of the Leave No Trace program. Yes. So what kind of stuff happens that, Um, besides quiet hours? Don't walk through someone's campsite. That's a no-no. Exactly. Don't, don't be respectful. Don't walk right through their campsite. You know, just, just be kind, you know, Mm -hmm. be quiet when it's time to sleep. Just be quiet, you know, um, Dispose of your own garbage properly. Exactly. Yeah, don't let it fall into someone else's campsite. When you pull in, make sure that you are on your campsite, that your um, Easy Up isn't on someone else's campsite. You know, don't invade their privacy. If you're listening to the radio, keep it quiet. You know, you're listening to the radio. They don't want to necessarily listen to your music. Yeah, and I think that kind of stuff, that's a whole other episode, and we've covered that on the show because... Um, we are sharing this environment and most Mm -hmm. people come out into the woods to relax. And I laid in bed this morning listening to the crows and nature and birds. And, you know, you really don't want to hear people, you know, shouting back and forth, who's got the cooler or whatever. You you need Mm -hmm. to be quiet and thoughtful. And is that your worst um, job as a camp host? Keeping the peace? Yes. Yes, it is. Have you had situations where it got really ugly? Um, not really seriously ugly, but people do tend, you know, usually first thing in my morning, I'm going to hear about what went on during the night. You know, this is a very large campground, and mm-hmm. I can't hear what's going on on Site 55 or mm-hmm. Site 27. You know, I can't hear it. So the first thing in the morning, I'll have a camper saying, did you hear those people all night long? Well, I'm sorry, I didn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, come and tell the camp host, you know, that you have a problem, you know, or... And are most people generally respectful when you approach them and say, you know what, I don't think you may have realized last night, but your radio could be heard by your neighbors Mm -hmm. or your television. Well, there's no electric here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And some people get really upset. The 4th of July, we always have a difficult time with people setting off fireworks here in the campground. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's been a a pretty dry area and, you know, you're back in Mm -hmm. the pine trees and you're setting off fireworks. It's just not bright. Okay. Just be respectful. And the people beside you maybe not don't want to hear your fireworks tonight. Well, Gail, thank you for that. Because honestly, really, I I always think I'm a pretty good steward of the my surroundings but i do move my picnic table i do pick up things off the ground uh leaves feathers i last year i i came home with a shopping bag pu- full of pine cones and used them to make a fire starter we all do it we all do it i i didn't know that was a bad thing i learned it in my class <laughs> i mean there were thousands of them so i figured you know the hundred i took wasn't going to make a difference but if everybody came in and took a hundred it would wouldn't it mm-hmm. So you've just shared a lot of things that I absolutely didn't know. And um, I thank you for doing that. And I thank you for being a volunteer um, camp host. Thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for letting me letting me tell, you know, my side of the story. Just yeah. So, so people understand how to be respectful in the campground or how to be respectful on the trails. Yeah. That's all good stuff. So thanks, Gail. You're welcome. Okay, everybody. We'll be back next week with another little mini podcast. <laughs> <laughs>